Hello and welcome to The Watchman Watches, a podcast covering HBO's Watchmen, brought to you, of course, by the Fan Critical Podcast Network. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, today we will be covering episode five of HBO's Watchmen, titled "Little Fear of Lightning." And today I'm joined by my own Mr. Phillips and John, and Mrs. Crookshanks and Gaz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but actually, what I thought we could do is mix things up a bit because you know I've been Ozymandias for the last few weeks and yes I've been getting rave reviews about my impressions let's put that to one side mm. I thought we should why? let John be Ozymandias today right uh, and why would that be Gareth because it's John's birthday oh mm. so me and now I'm Mr Phillips and Mrs Crookshanks we've yep. been in the kitchen we have and we've been slaving away nope. making a little squid cake it's... glorious squid cake for the for the little John how many candles are we put in there, Gareth? We're, <laughs> we're going to put uh, 74 candles yeah. on Old there. Old man John. Because he's mm. old. Very it's old. Congratulations, John. Happy birthday. Yeah, Thanks. Happy birthday, yeah? Yeah. How are you feeling? Well, I mean, it's my birthday and I'm doing this. I mean, look, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> I've got the so day off work. All your dreams have come true. Yeah, I mean, I've got the day off work <laughs> yeah. and, and now I'm sitting here doing this. You know, I've had to get up at 6am yeah. to watch... Yeah, TV show. Stop being so positive about it. You know, and I've had to do, you know, Easter eggs and that. So, I mean, this is mental, yeah. to be honest. But I have heard rumours yeah. of some Patreon donations. Yeah, birthday and that. Yeah. So, could happen. Could happen. That's good. I'm <laughs> feeling plug. good. Yeah. Lovely plug. For a man of your age, that's impressive if you're feeling good. Yeah. Mm. So, well done to you. Well, here's say. to 74 more years. <laughs> Right, let's, enough of the pleasantries, because, you know... Say it properly. Yeah, mm. enough of them. No. Enough of the pleasantries. Enough of the pleasantries. Okay. Um, what did we think of this episode? We finally got an in-depth look at Looking Glass. Sort mm. of a, a very Looking Glass-centred episode. Uh, John, I'm going to throw it to you first, because it's your birthday. Mm. Uh, I want your blueberry score for this episode, please, mate. And I also want your in-depth or quick summary of what you thought about it, please. Cool. Um, well, look, I mean, I'll explain the Blueberry score straight off the bat. So, you know, uh, we rate everything out of five bloobs. You can have zero bloobs, you can have one bloob, all the way up to five, but you can have no half bloob. So an example mm. of a five bloob would be my 10th birthday. And an example of a zero <laughs> bloob would be today. Um <laughs> so <laughs> I get on your tenth birthday. Uh I got a cat. I got a cat. Oh that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good to be fair. Um yeah. I th- and a Super Nintendo as well. So pretty good. Oh my god. Oh that's that's a, that's a fucking good that's birthday. A six blueberry birthday. Well, yeah, that's breaking yeah, rules. But, you know, that's Jesus. too much. Um what did I think of this episode? Uh fucking excellent is what I thought of this episode. Um but does it get a five Not bloob? so bad getting up then, was it? Well... Was it bad getting up then if you loved it? No. Yeah. So. Well, that's true. Yeah, fucking hell. Imagine getting up for like The Walking Dead or something. Fuck that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm going to give it a five bloobs. I have to. Lovely. Nice. Mm. Mm. I, I'm not always a fan of episodes coming halfway through a season that kind of deviate from the main story or at least the main characters um i know last week i started having a little bit of a go at at some of the characters that i was finding them a little bit dull um 
this is an example mm-hmm. of an episode where you know they take you away from the main characters they give you a whole episode on looking glass and it's just fucking excellent i mean it, it works perfectly mm-hmm. um we talk about pacing and stuff all the time um it's it's just brilliant um, i really enjoyed it um and i'll let you guys bloob it but for me five bloobs uh and probably the best episode of the Ooh, season big big shout there from john five birthday bloobs gareth coming to you not your birthday what were your yeah. thoughts um despite it not being my birthday am i allowed to give it five bloobs if i want you can give it five blues you can't give it five birthday bloobs no all right five regular bloobs mm. if i if i choose um so I thought that uh, so one thing that I'm loving about this series are the opening sequences. Yeah, yeah I, I love them, and this was the best one so far. It was um, the atmosphere of that opening was amazing. Um, for once, the this this opening actually probably does build the world of a of a, a main character, obviously, because it turns out that this um, some sort of derivation of christianity kid is um is looking glass which is is cool wade tillman um so i, I loved finding out more about him because he's been possibly my favorite character I, i'm like just intrigued by him the whole time mm-hmm. so far so i was really excited to have a a, a a wade or a looking glass episode um so i loved that the music again in this in this episode was on point couple of versions of uh, careless whisper yeah. which is amazing can never complain mm. um and you know the the main theme of this episode was like the controlling nature of of fear um which i think is very pertinent in these times mm-hmm. um i loved it i actually absolutely loved it as well definitely a five regular blueberry episode from for me yeah mm. yeah lovely stuff well i bloody love this episode too I'm going to give it five blues as well. Like full house full house. Five blues. I I think it is probably the best episode of the season. Um, I love having these little in-depth looks at different characters that we're getting. So we obviously started off with Angela, then we had, uh, you know, we had um, Silk Spectre two, and we had a little in-depth look at her, and now we're getting someone that we were very interested in in Looking Glass, who was one of our sort of favourite characters, and. Just from the opening to the whole journey of Wade in this episode, I was gripped. It was funny, weird, shocking. The tone was just spot on. Like it knew to tread the line between serious, shocking and funny at a regular basis. I love that. (laughs) We got more plot laid out before us. Got more world building. We got a few more mysteries. Um, but there's more questions too and mm. they're not annoying mysteries like the Senator Keen stuff is very interesting which we'll come on to later finally got to see that squid loving that yeah that's um, right. so I couldn't believe we actually got to see it yeah. um, mm. when that opened up I was like <laughs> I so, want to see the squid I, so, I want to see the squid yeah we'll get on to that but yeah, yeah um, I loved it five bloobs for me very and good. yeah I'm so happy with what Lindelof is doing with this show he's literally taken the best things that he did with the leftovers and lost and sort of he's learning every sort of show that he goes to I think and he's he's really doing a great job of world building but at the same time developing the characters in very interesting ways and giving us little windows into each character in different episodes Mm. which I think is very important for us to get to know and love the characters a bit more Mm. so he's doing a fantastic job the show's going from strength to strength. It is so far my favourite show of the year. So far, Ooh. yeah, still five episodes to go, but it's a big call. It's a big doing call. very, very well. Now, 
We are going to jump into the plot, but before we do, a few plugs from us in our little advert section. Exciting. We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. Hello, yes, a quick little plug section for us here at the Fan Critical Podcast Network and the Watchman Watchers. If you are listening to the Watchman Watchers for the first time, please do subscribe and review our podcast. We had a little review segment last week. We went over some favourable and not so favourable reviews, but what we just want in general are your reviews. So please do send them in. We would very much appreciate that. And if you are enjoying the show, feel free to spread the word of Fan Critical and the Watchman Watchers. That would be amazing. Mm. You keep hearing that word, fan, all those words, fan critical. That is our main hub where everything we release goes. So we have a main podcast channel called Fan Critical. You can search that on any podcast app, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you name it. Podcast we're on there. Addicts. Yeah, any of them, Gareth. Keep teaching you that one. Yeah, no one cares about that one. Oh, yeah. But if you're on that, definitely <laughs> search it and subscribe to it, Okay. Uh, Castle Rock, Stephen King's multiverse show over on Hulu by Damon Lindelof's good friend J.J. Abrams is uh, is going on. Season two is happening. We are covering it, covering it very well, I think, from uh, <laughs> right. some reviews we've been getting there. Blow so me, once again, trumpet. send mm. the reviews in. Uh, if you want to check out that show, that's over at Castle Rock Critical. It's got its own channel and all the episodes will also be on Fan Critical, that one I mentioned a minute ago. So please do check that out. And if you would like to sponsor us further, you can go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical. And on there, we have several different tiers where you can donate money to us monthly to help us generate more content and cover some of the things that you want us to cover. You can commission a podcast of your own choosing. You can be a guest on a podcast. The most basic tier gets you access to our cast episodes, which we will be updating very soon with new episodes where we recast uh, different films with different actors from what they are now or actresses uh, with hilarious results I'd say I'd yep. say they're very fun to do we usually do them after a few beers after we've done a podcast so if you want to hear some of that mm. and you like the general banter that we're putting on show here go, go check it's, it out for us a few bucks it's funnier than you made it sound yeah I mean yeah, I made it sound shit but it's generally it's really funny so good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, and also yeah. so check it out you know it is my birthday so you know it's five dollars <laughs> yeah. for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to say yeah if you want to say happy birthday to john five dollars is all we ask go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical and leave him a little birthday Make message it better yeah than his birthday 10th birthday where he got cat and a super nintendo <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be better is it yeah. um <laughs> he's so miserable now even if he got a message even, a, even, even a super if he, nintendo is not gonna improve yeah, his birthday that's so. mental that's a imagine if anyway um, Imagine uh, if someone yeah. sent me a, a cat in the post. I'd be like, why have you done that? It's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spat my cider out over my lap. Just the $5 will do, actually. <laughs> right, let's jump into the, the plot of uh, episode five. I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. Right, boys, we we start in Hoboken in 1985, New Jersey, New Jersey, and New it's Jersey. interesting, Gareth, because obviously we're we're not we're not in the New states, Jersey. and we're joined by Gareth Evans, not a professor yet, uh, but he is a 
uh, geography teacher. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting that Hoboken is in New Jersey. However, it is right on just on the other side of the river, right, Gareth, from just New York. across the Hudson River. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, our geography podcast will be out next week. <laughs> that will now be let's, coming soon. Let's get cracking. <laughs> <laughs> let's get cracking with the start. Uh, it got me excited, Gareth and, and, and John. Uh, I was watching it with Gaz here in uh, in Melbourne, and, and and John, you should have seen how excited I was. I was. Um, no, I'd rather I think not. we might see some squid here. I mean, he wasn't thinking we might see some squid. He was he was verbally announcing that we're going to see the squid. Yes, extremely loudly. Yeah, I'm not in- squid. We're going to see this. We're going to see the squid. I'm. We're going to see the squid. No, look, I'm not into anything weird like that. That sounds dodgy. Right. But I wanted to see some squid. I have seen you looking at tentacle porn. <laughs> I mean, I have seen it, but I don't look at it actively. So I, I'm just saying that as a fact. If it, I hate squids, Gareth. I won't even eat them. No, you won't eat them, but yeah. you'll have sex with them. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway. Did we uh, did we see any of Len's ink? Or... <laughs> we didn't kill them all. <laughs> oh, God. It turns out, though, that um, our boy Wade is some sort of... Um, Mormon? We were saying Mormon, Gareth. Or... We were saying Mormon, but I, yeah. I think it's just I think he's just a, a, a like specific sect of Christianity, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. Little... Jehovah's Witness, no? Maybe, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe. And um, it turns out that he's a little innocent man. Uh, one minute to midnight is on the um, doomsday clock, so we knew this is a serious time. This is, this is just before the squid attack. And mm. he's on a mission to convert some 80s slime balls. Hey, slime balls. Hey, slime balls. Uh, when he gets seduced by a chick. She, mm. I mean, you can't blame him. No, she you is. Cannot she's pretty fit. She's pretty fit. Throwing out all of his religious beliefs <laughs> at that moment. Sinner. He's a sinner. Uh, um, hard though, isn't it? Oh, apparently. Well, maybe. Who knows? Um, they go into the mirror world, which reminded me of, of, of Pennywise and It. John, remember we did It too? Mm. Reminds me of a little mirror sequence in there. Yeah. So I've got a really, I've got a, such a, a a niche reference here. But yeah. Anybody who's ever seen The Mighty Boosh, there's in... in uh, this is niche. Season one, there's a place called the Mirror World, which is a tiny room yeah. filled with over 17 mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to set the scene for you right now. So just, you're in a mirror world, not the Mighty Boosh version, <laughs> with only 17 mirrors. Uh, you're hearing some lovely tones as Careless Whispers playing in the background. Mm. Yeah? Should I sing along to this? Don't, no, don't sing along. Definitely don't sing along. She's... Um, giving him the eyes, offering to take his virginity. Yeah? She uh, strips him naked, little ragged man, little boy that he is, goes down on him and leaves him for naked. Leaves him for, leaves him for naked and more afraid. What do you think? Yeah. What is that saying? It's like leave him for dead, um, except she's the one that's going to die, actually, which is, you know, jokes on her. Um, because she gets all psychic squidded. And um, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? John, thoughts as a as a graphic novel man. Um, not that you are a man that is like a graphic. Is, that isn't your superhero <laughs> name or anything like that. But you've just mm. read the graphic novel. Yeah. What do you think of this opening sequence? Um, well, look, you read me like a book, don't you? Yeah. So you know. <laughs> oh. yeah? Would that be a catchphrase? Yeah. yeah that would... <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. 
like to turn the page. But uh, so that's not even a pun. It just doesn't make any sense. Draw us a picture. Yeah. Well, oh, at least I've got God. a spine. Yeah, because I'm a graphic novel rather than a comic. <laughs> um, Stop blurbing on. Sorry, sorry. What? That's terrible. That. <laughs> Honestly, get out. Um, that's angered me. Look, I mean, we're all guys, sort of. I mean, one of us is half squid, apparently. But what did you make of... <laughs> I mean, did you at any point think that that girl wasn't going to fuck him over? Uh, I actually was... I, I thought... I thought she wasn't going to fuck him over, no, actually. you thought he was gonna, she was going to fuck him. Yeah, I was literally like, uh, I wish it was this easy when we were kids. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah that. that's literally my quote. Um, he's a, I also he's apparently a dweeb, wish he was a squid, though. so... I mean, he's he's walked up, <laughs> he, he's been absolutely humiliated. I mean, he's not oozing fucking sexual charisma. It was never going to go well. I mm. thought he had a little bit of a, you know, chic look about him, like... Different from the Hoboken lot, you know. Yeah. Lack of protein, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's what every girl wants. Oh. Um, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, look, uh, the whole scene uh, when it panned over the river, and mm. you just see the squid. Because, uh, uh, like, there's a good thirty seconds where I'm sitting there thinking, they're not going to fucking show it, are they? And then when they did, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just like, big time. Nice round of applause to an empty room. It was uh, it was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it, and I, I I just was so impressed they even went there because we thought they were going to do it all subliminally, like they have done so far with like images in the background and as we've said in Comic Corner several times, just references to the squid. Mm. But to actually do the CG and go to the effort of effort of having this opening scene. And to have it tie into one of our favourite characters of the season, Looking Glass, mm. bravo. Because mm. I love the whole sort of mystery that they've set up with and, and the world building of just this 11-2, you know, that they kept referencing. Mm, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's their 9-11. Yeah, I love that. And um, it was just so well done. And it's a great opening, wasn't it, Gareth? You loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. The imagery... Yeah, um, even the mirrors cracking, like the mirror cracking shot. Yeah, was that beautiful. was a great shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, seven, seven years of bad luck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He references seventeen it. mirrors, um, seven years of bad luck. Yeah, <laughs> and then sort of West Westworld like as well, actually, um, with all the like dead bodies. Yeah, like lying around in front of the. Well, and very Ozymandias like, which we'll mm. come on to later with all the bodies. It's his him again. He loves creating piles of bodies. Do you know? Um, he does he does? But. Do you, do, do, do you know what I thought mm. was going to happen? So when he was standing yeah. there, bollock naked, um, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to find like a mask and then just put it over his face and then just walk out naked. So it's like, well, no one knows who I am anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, interesting. I like that. Mm. I mean, it is, it is interesting that him looking in, being in that house of mirrors is why he has his name, Looking Glass, why he chose... You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. a nice tie-in. It's a nice origin story for him, isn't it? Because mm. you know, it's, it's just it's, it's it's his Wade's origin story is that he was in that house of mirrors that yeah. came down. He looked at himself in the mirror, and that is when he became Looking Glass. Well, in a way. maybe maybe if he'd have had sex with that girl, he would have become Lube Man yeah. instead. <laughs> <laughs> He's been tra- transported in from a. Well, an alternate universe, and that's <laughs> and that's why, because you know, because we we reckon that Petey is 
is lube man and he's fucking silk specter too so mm. he's probably been using plenty of lube and oh, he, wow. you know you know so that makes perfect sense actually john yeah good origin story fact yeah. um let's go to 2019 and uh laurie blake uh has orders the police to find the church in the cavalry videos and tells wade uh who she aptly calls mirror boy um which cracked me up several times mm. uh that she's bugged his desk and she overheard a chat with Angela asking about pills. Yeah. Thoughts, Gareth? Yeah, cactus bugging. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not going to help his like paranoia, is it? No. <laughs> he is a he he is a, he's a prepper, isn't he? He's sort of like a prepper type character who is scared of the apocalypse, but via yeah. interdimensional squids. Rightly so. Well, after you've been there. Yeah. If you've been there. If you've been there, you, you can understand, one. can't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, but this is the thing, like. This is this is one of the big themes is or the big theme of this episode is fear. Fear. And and I, I love that, like the 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 way that it controls you and it um it dominates your life and mm-hmm. it, it makes you see the world in a certain way and make and, and make decisions that you wouldn't otherwise and Yeah. That's you know, that's an important message today. Thinking about fear of things that aren't actually real or you know they are real, but they're they're the likelihood of them ever happening or ever happening to you is so so small. Perpetuated by, and this is the interesting thing about this universe, Gareth, that you're talking about. There is this idea of fear, and the show deals and the world that they're building deals with fear. And we've mentioned this several times, haven't we, John? That there's no internet in this world, mm. so their idea of fear is perpetuated by events newspapers and televised media right yeah yeah. so it's a lot more slow in the information highway is a lot slower (laughs) than what it would be today for example yeah yeah Yeah. which makes it fascinating right that's why this world is so interesting you've got pills which we are i'm about to tell you we find out are memory pills as a form of technology Mm. but yet they don't have the internet it baffles me and i kind of love it in a way yeah um and acorns that we've spoke about that grow family trees and shit it's amazing i love this place electric trucks doesn't make any sense but they have them just um john what do you think about the nostalgia pills yeah i mean i'm a bit disappointed they're not like super strength pills but maybe that's a side effect <laughs> um you're just, just gutted no you're just gutted because it ruins a little bit of your hooded justice theory well you're trying to say he's not hooded justice no, because I do believe he's did justice. Yeah. But I think deep down, a little part of you died when you when you heard that news. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's absolutely, I was absolutely fine with it, to be honest. I'd nodded off, if anything. Can I ask you a quick question before I forget it? Go because on. Because I will forget it because it's not in my notes. Who did justice um, performing some sexual acts in this episode? Um, I'll go on to that in uh, in our comic corner bit because um, there's Lovely. some there's some very good stuff there. Um, oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, well, easy. But um, no, the thing I wanted to touch <laughs> it's on... It's because you're going to talk about squids again. <laughs> in the wrong way. Maybe you were disappointed because there were no fucking tentacles, you weirdo. But, um, no, no, <laughs> yes. no, no. I just thought that... It, I don't know much about Hooded Justice's mythos, and this is why it's going to be interesting in, in Comic Corner, I guess. Mm. And I was asking Gareth when that scene was going on, if it was more of like a porn hub kind of thing or if what? it was more of like is that the hero is that american hero story that they're watching and it's like episode seven of american hero story mm. and we're finding out some information about hood is justice that we didn't know 
No, but you, that's what would interest me. But hold you on, like I mean, you know that Looking Glass is a straight man, so yeah, why would you, you know think? Why would you think you'd be sitting there watching fucking Minutemen on Pornhub or something? Doesn't make any sense. Well, well, you never know. You never know because there's a lot of there's a lot of skeletons in the closet that we're finding out this. Uh, well, series. look, that is true. Like that is true. Like that. You know, some people have. So I want to say, go on. No, I just want to say that you know, it, it, characters are very. That's why I think he's a fascinating character. In this episode alone, we we've seen him be a a, more, a, a, a very religious person, a support group worker, a market research tester, a detective. I'm just saying, people have many strings to their bows, and mm. I'm saying that he might, you know, he might go, he might be bisexual. Who he, knows? Well, that's true. He might be sitting there thinking, "Nah, this is boring. Let's get that squid porn back on." Um, so. <laughs> If we go back to the the thing that you were saying there about market research, um, yes, didn't you find that whole New York thing fascinating? Um, the fact, yes, uh, it was so good. But when they got um, like Chris Moltisanti from fucking Sopranos sitting there, mm, right, eating fucking calamari, um, yeah, okay. But then when you, I'm going to ask a stupid question. Go on. This could be a stupid question. Was the first woman in that? Was that Roseanne? It, it, no, I, I don't think so. Again, I, I would have we only saw it. it once, but then I was like, "Was that Roseanne?" That's mm. mental. I um, love that whole advert. Mm. Um, the advert is hilarious. I literally—that's what I mean about the tone of this show. It's so funny at times. Like it goes from that horrific opening to an advert which is essentially just like trying to get tourism back to New York. And that is world building. That is like the yeah. first time I watched Robocop and this is rogue. I'm just going rogue here. <laughs> um, amazing, fi- ama- amazing film because they intercut scenes with like adverts for stuff at that time. Like I buy that for a dollar. Good enough. Exactly. <laughs> and that, is what I love about Starship Troopers, another film that did that sort of thing and tries to yeah. show you elements of the world the that world. you're in. Mm. And they, this is exactly what I want. And it also ties into Looking Glass again, which is what makes it so bloody brilliant because he senses if they're lying or not. And that is a good job for him mm. to have as an undercover agent. So I loved it. Um, I know Gaz loved it as well, yeah, it but awesome. I, I'm sorry I didn't talk about the market research earlier, but John, very good bringing it up. Um, I liked it. Love that. Love mm. that stuff. Um, so... Wade, as I said, he finds out about the pills and the nostalgia from his ex-wife, Cynthia. Not much to say about her. I didn't think she was that interesting a character. Well, to be whoa, honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She did destroy a dog because it wasn't exactly the same size as the other dog. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, yeah. Easy, easy, yeah. You didn't like any of that genetic engineering company? Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was eating some chicken at the time. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't going to bring this up because I thought I, I won't. I won't. Don't ruin the illusion. The above, Don't ruin the illusion. I'll make it seem like he's dedicated to this podcast. I am dedicated. But he had gone off. Notes. He was literally facing the other way, standing in the corner, like oh, eating the last scraps of chicken. He was going. <laughs> disgusting. And then man. he came back and was like, "He was like, oh, has he found out what the pills are now? Has he?" God, I haven't that's, missed any squid if like, I rewind it. Yeah, annoying. <laughs> I have to say, I'm ashamed now. Hearing you should that be back, ashamed. Yeah. yeah, I was really hungry. Me and Gareth went for a run before we watched it. I ordered some chicken, um, and I ate it. I'm sorry. Recovery chicken. Yeah. Boy. So, um, but you had, yeah, you had on, like, John, fill me in. 
but I like that. You had the two guys, the two twins that were sitting there. But imagine going yeah. up like as, as an old white man, particularly in fucking racist Oklahoma, in the show, not in real life. And uh, mm-hmm. he goes up and he's like, oh, yeah, that's mad that, you know, you two are twins and that. And they just go, no, we're not. Yeah. That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? You'd be like, oh, sorry. You go, oh, <laughs> I think we all look alike, dear. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you're identical yeah. twins, aren't you? Yeah, you are literally clones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, but yeah, the little dog, just fucking throwing it in the bin and then just pressing the button to burn it alive. <laughs> like, why is that happening? Honestly, <laughs> terrible. I'm gutted I missed this. <laughs> Damn that tasty hot chicken that I ordered. Oh. Yeah. I only missed a minute. That happened in 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah. That is mental. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry, listeners. I'll watch it back. But luckily, we had three of us, the three minute men watching it, and mm. I ate chicken during my minute. So You're down to two for that. Is for what that. it is. Yeah. Um, turns out, as I said, Wade has many strings to his bow. He's Mormon, market researcher. He also runs a support group for people who fear extra dimensional events and are traumatized <laughs> by 11 2. Niche. <laughs> very... <laughs> oh, you say that. He's got a decent little crowd there, hasn't he? Yeah, it's very... just the Tulsa branch. It, it's, it's very niche. Um, so this is something that and I, I referenced it at the, at the start of the episode that, that Lindelof does does very, very well. Um, and we've talked about world building a lot in this episode. But The Leftovers was a show that focused on a supernatural event um, where 2% of the world's population disappear. That isn't a spoiler warning. That is the first minute of the show that happens. Um, and it's about how the world moves on from that traumatic event and the show is excellent. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Stop what you're doing right now. Go watch it. Excellent. What is it then? The Leftovers. Wow, I've never yeah, heard you never talk heard about it. Never heard me talk about that. But he, there's a lot of weird sort of cults and support groups that spring up in that universe as well. So the moment I, you know, that there is an event like the Squid Event 11-2 that, you know, can shake the world to its very core, I was interested to see what sort of cults and support groups would turn up in this show. And I haven't been disappointed because obviously we've got the Seventh Cavalry. Mm. We've got, um, you know, this sort of support group for extra dimensional stuff. I love it. He's doing yeah, a great two. job with that, isn't he, John? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, too. Um, there we more. Yeah. Masked police. <laughs> Masked police officers. You know, it's just in, it's just interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm sure we'll see more by the time the show runs out. But you, did you enjoy this little support group meeting? Yeah, it was Would good, wasn't it? one of the members... Do you, are you afraid of squid? I mean, I would be part of the other group, apparently, that loves squids, uh, apparently, from this chat. Well, um, and and you, you would remember it well, John, because you would have been like 42 <laughs> at the time of the attack. John would have actually been alive during this mm. attack, which is the interesting part. Mm. Um, yeah, go on. I'd have probably... Traumatised, would oh, you be? No, I'd probably just be sitting at home watching American Hero Story at 6am doing fucking podcast notes on it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then just watching that scene over and over again just to make sure i haven't missed anything yeah, yeah, yeah. just watch that scene again yeah um <laughs> would i be a part of a support group um yeah why not i mean it seems like you might get a chance to sleep with some women afterwards so yeah be up for some of that <laughs> is your wife still listening is your to wife listening to this one or ah i'll send i'll send her a direct link to the episode for this um yeah she doesn't listen so (laughs) okay good uh and if you would like to get in touch with john for any of those needs it's a fan critical podcast well don't say that at gmail.com don't say that yeah yeah exactly yeah i'll be sitting here doing a fucking apology post on instagram or something like (laughs) 
<laughs> Pulling a fucking Prince Andrew oh. on BBC. Fuck that. I've let I've let the side down. Yeah. Um, turns out though, as uh, it's a nice segue because John he does meet a girl at this support meeting. Mm. Um, a woman. And he goes, yeah, he does. Woman, yes. And he he goes to the bar with her, and they have a little they have a little chat, and they talk about their personal experiences and and why they're afraid of of, of giant squids. Oh, and um, I it's thought really this good. I thought this was good. Mm. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm sure you picked up on it, John. I shouted it to Gareth as soon as I saw it. Gareth didn't pick up on it because well, he, uh, he, he, I mean, he, he didn't pick up on it, mate. This was this was my chicken moment. To be this, fair, this was Gareth's chicken moment. <laughs> this he just when I was focused sat on the there chicken. drooling, not really saying anything. He, um, Slap me in the arm. I was like, "What? I'm just eating my chicken." Mm. <laughs> Shouldn't resist. Yeah. So she mentions a Spielberg-directed film called Pale Horse uh, and described it having a girl in red coat, a girl in red coat in a black and white film. So yeah. obviously, in this universe, I slapped Gareth on the arm and was like, "He didn't, he didn't fucking make Schindler's List. He made Pale Horse instead." Mm. I was loving that. Well, hold on. Um, hold like on. Hold on. Yeah. Go on. Is it not Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? <laughs> <laughs> I've, Actually, I've misjudged it. <laughs> well, there's a good question. Does the does Indiana Jones exist in this universe? You know, it might not. Mm. It might not, Gareth. Why not? Um, well, what a world. Maybe Harrison Ford's running for prime minister after Redford. Who knows? Prime minister, president. There you go. So, president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could prime be. minister Ford. I mean, <laughs> President Ford. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know who the person is. Fucking hell. Forget the position. <laughs> 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 oh good i love that you like that then john you like that little yeah that little bit of information i mean and also it just gives them a chance to to flex the old acting chops this felt like mm-hmm. i mean i know um what's what's the actor's name that plays looking glass yeah i'm a hack mate i don't know all right well whatever um, his name is he's obviously oh, in um uh, the right. coen brothers um Movie, uh, the Ballad of Busty Scruggs. Bus, yeah, Busty yeah. Scruggs. Yeah, and this all this feels very like it doesn't feel like a conversation in a world where you know superheroes are fucking one another on TV. It feels like you know a world where you know everything's just a bit Oklahoma-y, You know, old small yeah. town. I, I liked it. It was mm-hmm. good. I like. I really liked it, and it gave us a little uh, in this whole episode. We're tearing down. Looking glasses. We he had this cool persona for the first couple mm. of few episodes, and then literally throughout this episode, you're like, you're still cool, but you've got issues. Yeah. And not only have you got issues, your whole world has been shaken up in this episode, um, and it gets shaken up for a very, um, a very specific point. And and this is when it turns out that the the wo- woman that he's talking to is Seventh Cavalry, and mm. he's been lured or tricked to their headquarters, which is a warehouse. And it contains the church set and everything that, um, you know, Silk Spectre 2 asked them to find. And she, he finds the cavalry experimenting with a teleportation device. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, the job that Tim Blake Nelson uh-huh. is doing. Yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, looking good. Glass, yeah. yeah. There you go. Google. Nah. Nah. Nah, never. Nah. Nah. Don't. We're nah. very well prepared. <laughs> is, uh, is is excellent. Uh, because you're right. He was... He was um, sort of super cool and calm and calculated uh, for most of this series so far. And we, we do see him lose some of that that cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like he panics when his alarm's going off and he, yeah. he can't get it to stop. And, yeah. um, he, 
but but obviously you you, you can understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is. He, we do look at him in a totally different way now. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting how they reminded us of the lettuce issue by having, um, uh, what's his name, Red, Red, uh, Red Scare, Red Scare, uh, eating a sandwich with the lettuce from the truck. So he's they reminded a wanker. us of that, and then obviously yeah. he's a wanker. Yeah. yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst actor in the show. I, I, I think he's the worst character in the show. It's the only time where I'm like, I did okay, tell that's you, just a stereotype. I did yeah. tell you after it's the first silly. episode. You did, you did, John. Yes, well done. Um, Happy birthday, well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> no card. Um, no, but it, no, no. <laughs> you got a fucking cake, so yes, it's in the post. It takes with your cat. Takes about two weeks and a cat <laughs> in the post, um, <laughs> and maybe a Patreon or two. Who knows? Ooh. But uh, it's interesting here because I said to Gareth straight away, I was like, they're playing with like the basketball appeared, and Gareth was like, what was that? Because he was. <laughs> eating his chicken no, like I was earlier and then I said oh look the basketball just appeared and you were like oh no he's going to get caught I was like no they're just playing around with the teleportation device and we see fucking Senator Keane is the leader of the 7th Cavalry mm. John thoughts um, didn't think it'd be this early the reveal to be honest no no um, mad mad we said it you can't say mad these days but we said it a couple, we said it a couple weeks ago that no, I know. Yeah, it was if you were describing story. a hospital's occupants as all mad, then yeah, that would be unacceptable. But I think you're allowed to use the word mad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's continue. But it is mad because... You're not allowed like, to say the that, The population mate. of France is all mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the thing is... <laughs> France tunes out. <laughs> Goodbye to our two listeners yeah. from, France. from France. Yeah. Au revoir. Um, no, but the interesting... <laughs> We said last uh, in episode three, sorry, that when Keane got grabbed by the seventh cavalry member, we said it was staged. Obviously, I, I think we were all pretty unanimous in the fact that it, it was a staged thing. Mm. Turns out, you know, he's the ringleader of it all. So um, I was shocked, but it was an interesting insight into Vite and Ozymandias once more because we get that amazing scene of the video that is played to. Uh, or for Robert Redford, really, as he as he's elected president. Mm. Thoughts? Well, I this was this was brilliant. It was amazing. It has left me confused. Go on. Um, so, and sometimes the the these areas of confusion because I am largely a shlonely. A shlonely. Shlonely. I'm very shlonely. Shlonely. <laughs> um, I, I don't know whether. <laughs> so shlonely. Waiting for that. Um, I don't know whether the bits that I'm not picking up on are sort of supposed to be mysteries or yeah. whether it's something that I should know. Yeah. So I'm going to ask the question. You can tell me. There's a little bit of confusion for me because Senator Joe Keane, yeah. um, he is obviously 7th Cavalry, uh, TikTok and all that, talks about Judd, right? And how yeah. Judd was also 7th Cavalry. 7th Cavalry. Yeah. Um, they're just doing it to stop them from being crazy, right? Yeah, whatever. They put themselves in senior positions to control them. Yeah, but he also, from the sounds of it, now this could be a lie, but I, I don't think so. He, he thinks that he knows that Angela Abar knows about Judd's death, so either killed him herself or knows who killed him. Yeah, we're we're obviously under the impression that Will Reeves, Angela's granddad, wheelchair Will. Possibly, who did justice? Who did justice? <laughs> yeah. Killed 
killed Judd, <laughs> yeah. right? But we also think that he, Will Reeves, is in cahoots with Lady True. Lady True, who, who is orchestrating everything. Here to have Seventh Cavalry leanings, hence the TikTok. So is he not on the same side as Hooded Justice Wheelchair Will? Well, I've got a couple things here for you, Gareth. Ooh. One is we don't know. <laughs> I think Lady True is the sort of Ozymandias type character this season. Isn't Ozymandias so, the Ozymandias? Yeah, type no, yeah, but I think he's like he's he's not in a position of power anymore, is he? She is. She's overtaken his company. She took over his company. If you read everything on Wikipedia, she absorbed his company. Blah blah blah. She's a trillionaire. <laughs> she's orchestrating a massive plan. Maybe she is him. Well, no. But uh, we'll come on to who Lady True is later in the feedback section because we've got some excellent, excellent feedback on that. Mm. But what I will say is Senator Keane might be being used here by Lady True and Will Reeves. That is one option. Yep. One option is he believes that he is in control, but he's not there in control and they are using their positions of power over him. Yeah. Okay. Um, telling him, you know, we'll make you president. That Similar to what Vite did with Redford. You know, yeah. we'll make you president. That's what Keane's gunning for, right? Okay. The other option is, now we always thought that TikTok was relevant to the cavalry, okay? Uh, but we do see at the start of this episode, TikTok being said with the Doomsday Clock reference yes. by the Mormons at the start of the episode. <laughs> uh, and that would allude to me the fact that that is just a saying that could be used around a time of crisis or to do with the Doomsday Clock, Okay. So other people could use it. So TikTok being said by Will Reeves and by Lady True might not actually have any leanings to the 7th Cavalry. However, I believe is the first thing that I said. It mm. just might be a saying that is said. Okay? Maybe a bit shit if it's just a saying that people yeah, say. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, what do you well, think, John? Well, I'm just glad that we've stopped calling her Lady Trio. Um, and we're calling yeah. her Lady True, yeah. which is obviously yeah, we a name. Yeah, we're going to reference that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have because I was. It's, I knew that was it's wrong. almost like it's almost like in in in, in the last episode when coward. she goes. He didn't say anything. He knew it was wrong. Yeah. What a coward! Yeah, what a coward! In the last episode, now it's his birthday. Let's oh yeah, leave the coward. Birthday alone. coward. Um, when <laughs> she goes, "Hello there, I'm Lady True." For some reason, we decided to ignore that last yeah. week. And, yeah, um, we were too fascinated by the fact it was reverse Superman. Yeah, and that's, that's what's true. interesting. Yeah, yeah. What would Superman have down made backwards? Up? That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's that true, is, is it? That's Lady Triu. Yeah, that's Lady true. Triu or um, Falsey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'll tell you what. I'll give me your, I'll tell you your what two I loved. cents on Kino. Yeah, I'll give you my two cents uh, or nonsense. So, mm. before the episode aired, um, got mm. a little got a little message on on Twitter. Uh, I won't. Oh, yeah. I won't shout out her at, but her name's Liz, and she said um, mm-hmm. John must have loved that squid pro quo pun. Uh, so that was ruined yeah. for me before I watched the episode. But I watched it, oh, and when oh. it when it happened, I mean, I loved it. I did love it, and in a way, I laughed yeah. out loud, didn't I? Len? You did. You lolled. I lolled. Yeah. In a way, even if like he didn't even mean it. Because I don't think he's that smooth, to be honest, Joe Keen. I think he just fucked up. No. Um, but now he's my... <laughs> I think that's what the saying is. Yeah. But now he's my favourite character. So there you go. Squid pro quo. <laughs> Hold on. So now that he's revealed himself as a um, member of the... Basically the Ku, the Ku, Ku Klux Klan. No, he's well, he's, no, he's, that. well yeah. yeah. Well, he said he's not racist, so... 
yeah, having a go. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you reckon, though, there's a possibility that in this universe, squid pro quo is the, is the saying? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. That well, could have evolved. Well, no. I mean, I'm not going to touch on fucking, you know, disasters in the world, but we don't just change our language for that, do we? Like, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, if you were to change the language, John, could no, you give me an example of what one of ours would be? I know, because I'll end up offending someone. Um, let me think of All something right, we, so far we could, away. We could have said, we could have said, yeah, oh, everybody, can we move a little bit quicker, quickly, make Battle of Hastings. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's not too offensive. That was a okay. thousand. That was a if thousand anyone, years ago. If any yeah. Normans or Anglo-Saxons are listening, I do apologise. <laughs> that's good. Edward yeah. the Confessor is rolling mm. in his grave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's very good. That. Uh, how about like yeah. on Valentine's Day, you'd be like, "War of the Roses is red." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Might be a bit too long, <laughs> to be honest. Um, English history. What? This is good fun. This is yeah. good. good yeah. Classic fun. Well, this is our. Um, this is when we announce our spin-off. Which is making puns out of disastrous <laughs> events. Um, we haven't got Critical. a title for it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't got one for it yet. Mm. Um, okay, well, this is the whole keen thing was a revelation. Um, enough about disasters and puns. In exchange for Wade to learn what Angela knows about Judd's death. Uh, Joe, or Senator Keane, shows him a video made by Vite a day before the squid attack uh, to future President Redford explaining the attack on his plans for the world. Okay, so I want to talk about the video. John, were you surprised that Jeremy Irons, or as my notes say, because I typed them quite furiously, Jersey Irons uh, and Aussie Mandius? Are you. <laughs> Typo. Are right. you, you. Why is he looking so old still? I thought we were going to get a de-aged version of Irons here. No, he is, he no, is de-aged. I mean, come on, man. He's still looking shit. No, he's, he's he not. Hasn't, li- no. That's, only five year, that's only seven years after the event. Mate, he's meant to look way better, look, I thought. Go, well, hold on. Go back and Google Jeremy Irons 1985. I'm telling you, he looks a bit like that. Like, he's not... Does he? He's Does not he going to look like a fucking boy. Like, he's not, he's not 48 <laughs> years old. He's not my age. Like... <laughs> He's an old man now. <laughs> Good. So it's like John, he's an old man. Good. Yes, yes. correct. Yes. Yeah. Very sore. Sympathy. Back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what do you guys make of the video? Because for me, I mean, we we've said it before with like the very on the nose stuff. Um, I'm not sure I mm-hmm. particularly enjoyed the delivery of of that video. To be honest, it's so cocksure by. Um by Ozymandias I absolutely loved it uh, and that's just because he's such an arrogant prick that mm. he not only killed all those people but then the added bonus to this is like obviously when the comic ends you're sort of like okay he, he's he's done his plan he's fulfilled world peace turns out this is a whole extra part of his plan to get Redford elected which mm. is a seven year plan after the event or an eight year plan or whatever and he's he succeeded in it and he's basically saying to president redford um i rule the world but if, if you want you can be in partnership with me because i've put you in this position of power mm. Vite is, is essentially the president of the world at this point mm. it, it, when this video is made so yeah his downfall to be where he is now is fascinating to me and i want more i want to know i want to know what happened yeah yeah do you reckon it's um, self-determined exile? 
Well, we or is did... it Doctor Manhattan Exile? Well, that's it. We'll come, we'll come on to that in a minute. There's a couple of lines, I think. But John, what did you, you? You weren't you weren't a fan of it, the video? Well, no, I, I think you make a good point that um, I mean it is very Ozymandias of him. You know, mm-hmm. he is he is arrogant. He is. Mm. I mean, the greater good. Look, anyone that's like, look, all I'm going to do is kill three million people and everything will be fine. But like, sorry, you what? What's yeah. the how many? Um, yeah. <laughs> so three, but it was I don't know. It just it felt it felt a bit weird. But and maybe that is in keeping with the character. Um, I'm fascinated to find out yeah. what the rest of that video would be, like three hours or whatever he said. Yeah. Um. What what maybe else? Maybe they'll is release there? a little tidbit on Wikipedia. Well, yeah. maybe. I, I don't know. I I, I loved it. Where um, did he get the squid? He he genetically engineered the squid. Right. He, he engineered the squid. Because, um, you know, like, it, it makes me laugh how he calls it a hoax. Yeah. Like, it's not a hoax, is it? Like, yeah, okay, it hasn't come from interdimensional galaxies, but it genuinely was a giant squid yeah. that killed three million people. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like when, when kids, like, punch other kids in the face and they're like, well, yeah, it was just a joke. So it's not a joke because you've, you've hurt, you've hurt Len. You've hurt him. Stop hitting me. Yeah, well, no, um, but if the, if the kid was like, well, Jesus told me to do it, you'd be like, well, no, he didn't, did he? So, but, I mean, that's the point, <laughs> isn't it? Don't have a go at Jesus. Yeah. yeah? You're just a moron. Yeah, don't have a... Yeah? yeah. What terrible teacher well, I would be. <laughs> I don't call the kid a moron. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Sorry, Jesus told um, me to do it. <laughs> 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 well, let, let's uh, let's focus on Ozymandias. Sorry, and yeah. <laughs> we we uh, no, we we see him a transition of him mm. uh, to him where he is wearing a new environmental suit or space suit, <laughs> and he is launched out of <laughs> he's launched out of his prison, and finding he is in fact on a moon of Jupiter. So mm. I'm going to give points to all of us. Um, Hold on, you said Mars. No, well, space. So and Mars, and you said the moon, and John said Mars and the moon. So and then I said inside the statue. So I don't deserve anything. (laughs) Very true. That's garbage. Okay. Turns out he's on a moon outside Jupiter, inside the statue. It's layers upon layers. (laughs) Um, But what he does here is he keeps, you know, every week I'm like, how can they make his storyline weirder? And as soon as it was happening and developing, I just pointed to Gaffer and goes, he's building a sign out of the corpses, mm. um, which was horrendous. That's why he's been killing them this whole time. So yeah. he could have literally hundreds of corpses to write the words, save me. Uh, and this is a bit of space knowledge coming at you. So get ready to mm. be seen by Juno, the satellite Ooh. orbiting Jupiter. Ooh, do, you, do you know which satellite that is? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. while, while, we're, while I'm here. Do you know the capital of Alaska? <laughs> okay, right. Okay. I've had enough of this. The answer's Juno. Yeah. Well. Hold on. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah. What just, was that film again? No, so, so hold on, but just on the uh, <laughs> just on the bodies. Uh so there's there's all right, I have yeah. a question. Um mm-hmm. how did he know how many bodies he needed to get through to spell that entire thing? That's He's madness, a clever man. That. He's a genius. Mm. He's a genius. It's mad though, isn't it? That's his that's his thing. Um, also, uh, what, what did it actually say, Len? What did it say? Mm. Oh, save me. Well, yeah, did it? I have a question about this. Hold on, because then there was another. There was another letter, wasn't Ooh. there, John? Like, yeah. What was what was the other an, letter? An N or something. 
was it could it have been Manhattan maybe Say the oh M. yeah yeah maybe well, I didn't see the other letter no so the other letter was D so Dr. Manhattan yeah oh yeah there you go yeah, or so just wow. Doctor anyway, just wow. save me Doctor you, I'd imagine is yeah. what it is imagine spelling out yeah, Manhattan yeah, I think he's not going to spell out Manhattan <laughs> <laughs> he needs a lot more corpses he, I think what he had actually written was uh, save me Dr. Manhattan, who was previously known as John Osterman, <laughs> yeah. the watchmaker's son. Before he went into the intrinsic field generator. Mm. Yeah. I'm but he need, just ran out, he ran out of Crookshanks and Phillips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite wanted. finish generator. Well, as, as he needs more bodies and he finishes his sign and he celebrates the fact that he's a genius, he gets pulled back into his little bubble world on one of the moons of Jupiter, maybe mm. Titan or Io, which one? We don't know. Mm. And uh, he, um, he... The only two you know. The only two I know. And they're probably wrong anyway. It's probably like Saturn's moons or some shit. Yeah, but anyway, no. um, the game warden has pulled him back in. He's an interesting sort of character and he aggressively beats up Ozymandias, which I was a bit disappointed with because Ozymandias is very good hand-to-hand, you know, CQC combat guy. Yeah, um, I mean, he is holding a sword. Me. Annoyed And me. he does kick him in the face. Yeah, by... fair one. <laughs> fair one. And also he's an old man. Fair one. He's an old man and lying on the floor. suffocating as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says a couple of things here, which I thought were very interesting. Uh, he says, your God has abandoned you. Um, your God isn't coming back. Now, mm. this, this I felt was very interesting because I thought this was alluding to Dr. Manhattan yeah. being the one that put them there. Right. Um, because he's always mentioned as a God. Mm. Um, so did you think that as well then, John, obviously from your reactions there? Um, yeah. And I guess the reason why I... We'll say that. I'll leave to Comic Corner. Oh, lovely stuff. Um, Let's go back down to Earth, where at the station, Wade (laughs) brings Angela uh, to his desk to give her the pills. She reveals that her grandmother killed Judd. Grandmother. Yep, good point. Grandfather killed Judd, unaware the desk (laughs) is bugged, you know, with the old cactus. Uh, Laurie then arrests her, but not before Angela downs all the pills and gets taken away. Yeah, that's fun. So are we in agreement this is Hooded Justice's memories, yeah? Uh, probably, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I like that. But like imagine... That. Maybe a bit of true thrown in there as well. Yeah. I mean, like, but imagine being found out by someone bugging your cactus. I mean, that, that would sting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hey. Yeah? God, here we go. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Don't be a prick, mate. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's just that's where you would plant it, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, I was about to make the same joke. You are a prick. That's not even a pun. I just mean it. Um, right, enough of this garbage. No, nah, oh, that's not a Jesus. pun. So Wade, Wade, Wade returns home after after work, and uh, he, he sees his little replacement squid um, thing. And now that he's obviously been enlightened to the fact, and he's sort of questioning, and this is important. We should talk about this: that the fact that he's now questioning everything about his life essentially that moment scarred him it made him who he is today and he's He's no happier for the knowledge though is he no but sometimes ignorance is bliss gareth that is a saying yeah and it seems that this has really shaken his world and shaken him to the core um gunmen turn up at his house after he goes back inside Mm. and it looks like there's no escape for him here oh yeah i hope not but then I almost feel like maybe that's why we got the whole looking glass, looking glass episode. episode. Yeah. 
tragic life in a way a tragic life in a way a, a very cool mysterious character who has he's very multi-skilled i mean mm. you could put him in any situation it seems he can he's an automatic lie detector and yet he is haunted by a thing that happened and now his world has been taken down from from around him it's, it's a bit tragic isn't it john um it is but i mean you don't think he's gonna die do you i'm worried he will i nah. you know i'm gonna put my money on him dying wow really yeah that's me i reckon he's that's gonna me. be saved by hooded justice oh my god i mean there's a chance there's a chance there's a hope um has anyone got anything they'd like to add about the episode that they felt that i might have missed out on hmm um just that bit when you're eating chicken yeah good good fun chicken um <laughs> Now, whilst I go get my final piece of chicken, I'm going to pass over to John with a little musical segment. (laughs) It's time for Comic Corner with birthday boy, John. Hello there, uh, we're back again. Um, I know we complained before about the music that you put before, that it wasn't long enough or good enough, um, but that birthday shit you just put on, absolutely abysmal. Why have you done that? Yeah, because I just want people to know it's your birthday, so they send in the cats mm. and join the Patreon. That is a good. terrible song though. Yeah. Anyway, That's it. good. So we're back again. Um, this is uh, this is a good week of, of Easter eggs. Much better than last week. I know I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't build it up at all, to be honest. Um, it's called them birthday eggs. Yeah. Well, oh, excellent. Eh. Anyway, so let's start. It's cracking, <laughs> cracking up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, come on. No, enough yolks. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's, that is good. I like just that. Just crack. No, just, you can't just say, go. you can't crack me up again. <laughs> like, move on. Um, right. So let's start with the, the title of the of the episode any idea what that is a reference to a little fear of lightning yep very very frightening me it's a queen reference correct uh so obviously they're on mercury so freddie mercury yeah no so uh so it's part of a quote from uh leagues under the sea um which obviously Mm. makes a lot of sense because of the big giant squid but the quote is yep uh if there were no thunder men would have little fear of lightning. So I guess if you think about Ooh. Looking Glass's mm. journey in this episode, uh, his discovery of the big hoax, he doesn't need to be afraid now. So I thought that was quite cool. Because the thunder's been taken away. Yeah, there's no thunder because this fucking the yep. sky's full of squid. Um, no. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. That's so, clever. That's deep. Yeah, like the good. Good. Anyway. Uh, Hoboken, one minute to midnight. Mm. Yeah. So obviously the doomsday clock. Yeah. Um, pretty cool intro into 1985 when obviously a big massive psychic squid kills millions in in New York. Obviously a great little treat. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get a direct reference to Tales of the Black Freighter. There's a, as a kid, well a young man uh, sitting on the yeah. side of the road, uh, and he's reading a, reading a copy of it. Comic. Yeah, you see yeah. it? Saw hey. that. 
Yeah, yeah it's lovely. That's good. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, we saw good it this time. Yeah. I did. I said he's reading the comic. Oh, that's good. All right, good, chill that. out. Um, Len. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, lo- go the the punks that we see. Who are they? Slime balls. Regular old. Yeah, slime balls. I was uh, slime balls. I, I, yeah, I think they felt. From, <clears throat> yeah, the slime balls. They felt familiar, but I didn't. I didn't. I did nothing tweaked in my memory. Yeah, so you don't know. That's fine. Um, so they they were the not tops. Um, so the not tops being uh, like a, a kind of subculture gang, if you will, uh, in the comics. Mm. Um, and yes, do you remember? Yes, do you remember yes, who yes, they yes. kill? Well, they kill the original Night Owl. So in the film, they burst into oh. his house and kill him. Do you remember that? Oh yes, that's right. I remember the. I remember that scene well. Yeah, actually, as an idea, eating chicken again, were you? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they seem like unpleasant folk. Yeah, bell ends. Um, so later on in the episode, obviously, we hear the um, ominous kind of day in history in 1985, referred to as 11-2. Um, uh, also, John Osterman and Janie. So they visit a carnival. Remember that in the film? Yep. So again. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. Yeah. Very very similar to this. Now, I know mm. you didn't like I was get I was getting no vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I know you didn't like um the genetic engineering company. Um but you must be a fan of their slogan the splice of life. It's pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good that. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Now, obviously this is very creative. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're fucking good at creating. I mean, all right, I'll say that if the dog's slightly small, they just fucking incinerate it. But um, well, but this obviously... Well, to the top of your game. Well, yeah. But this obviously is um, another reference to Vite and, uh, and Bubastis. Yeah? I knew I'd get a chance to mention him again. Yeah? Um, yeah, and, and you know that cat that you got on your 10th birthday? Yep. Do you wish that you called it Bubastis in a way? Well, I mean, it's dead now, so, you know, who cares? But in a way, yes. <laughs> Jesus. Well, it You've is. You've got two cats now. Fucking you could call one of them Bubastis. Yeah, that is true. Well, one of them is called Basil. Now, John, so the fact that... Yeah. Basil. Yeah. yeah. Bubasil. Yeah. Bubo. Basil's Bubo new name. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but also the, the lack of empathy when the dog's just put in the bin and she just presses the button. Mm. It's very similar to when Bubastis... <laughs> Uh, dies and is you know, sacrificed like, in the intrinsic field generator. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, did you realise um, later on in the episode we get uh, tobacco is contraband now? So another commentary on. Yeah, uh, I did. Go on. Oh, I didn't know yeah, when... that. I thought they were talking about weed. No, 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 no. no, no. She said it's just tobacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's so interesting. You mm. know, you yep. controlling substance. Yeah. That kind of thing. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Redford's overly left America, another commentary on that. It's kind of got a little bit out of control. Yeah. So uh, we've, we've spoken about Adrian Veidt's confession video. Um, but really cool um, bit is that, so Redford sees this video on January 21st, 1983. So the day after his inauguration, um, which is the same nineteen ninety three. Yeah. So yeah, Bill Clinton was inaugurated in ninety three, on that on that same day. So how cool is that? That is cool. That is a very good little tie in. I love yeah. that. Um, yes. Also, in that video, Vite talks about the um, the other phenomena. He's claiming responsibility for the Squid Brain and stuff, but obviously we uh, we already knew that anyway. Yeah. 
Um, we said we said that it was him, and it's interesting as well that Vite talks about creating this utopia with Redford, and you just mentioned all the liberal stuff with the tobacco, and you know we, we've talked about it. In, electric cars, electric cars, not releasing the firearms to police, carrying all, lettuce in trucks. Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, good. All this stuff is uh, tying into the utopia that he wanted to create, and in the comics, there's like loads of advertisements to sort of Vite's company utopia that he was looking to build. So it's just cool that he's sort of ruling the world at this point when the video is made, like we referenced in the podcast. Yeah, he's done all right. He's done all right. But when he hasn't done all right, he ends up on a fucking moon somewhere writing Save Me out of broken bodies. Now, this mirrors um, in Tales of the Black Freighter. So the the sailor, the protagonist in that, um, he uses um, the bodies of the dead uh, to create a, a life raft for himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, mm. you know, that's a, a sort of not a not a literal um, similarity, but, you know, the save yeah. me is, is a life exactly raft. It's a life raft, isn't it? In a way, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also, it's also yeah. because Ozymandias, that uh, yeah, stark opening scene where Wade walks out and sees all the piles of bodies after the squid attack. Mm. It's interesting that, you know, I said this to Gareth when it was going on, I said he's obsessed with piles of bodies because obviously he created all those, ma- the massacre at New York. Yeah. And then there's just another pile of bodies that he's using. So yeah. it's a nice tie-in for his character as well. Mm. Imagine if um, instead of standing there and going, what's happened? He, he wrote what's happened out of the dead bodies whilst he was standing there <laughs> naked. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? What's that naked guy doing? That would be weird. Yeah. yeah. He's got a mask on, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your God has abandoned you, Len. Your God has oh, yeah, abandoned you. So uh, probably a reference to Dr. Manhattan. So in the graphic novel... Yeah. Uh, Dr. M, as I've written in my notes, uh, does speculate about the possibility of creating a life of his own. Um, And this would suggest that he acted on that impulse. It would suggest that. And it also, I mean, if you say that he's saying save me and then the letter D, it it also contradicts our theory of the fact that he put Vite there. Mm. So it, it... I'm fascinated by this whole storyline. Save and, um, me, Darren. We'll come on some theories in the Who's Darren? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darren. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, teleportation, it's been mentioned earlier, but so the cavalry, and look, I did look this up. I'm not a fucking nerd. Mm. But so the cavalry are using a CX-924 well, teleportation yeah. window, um, yep, which is yep. also referenced uh, in the book. So from the Institute of Transdimensional Studies. Did you know that the CX-149 is also (laughs) the same code for the jet engine on the latest Airbus 1770? (laughs) (laughs) Right, that is garbage. Garbage. in a way, I could believe that you knew that. So, you know, that's good. (laughs) Right, so last one. Last one. Uh, And this week... I've decided to change it up a little bit. I've referenced Petypedia. Yeah? Oh, lovely. Yeah, little uh, little treat for you all. <clears throat> so, uh, Hooded Justice and Captain Metropolis. So, in short, yeah. we see them fucking. Um, well, no, in but short. that's absolutely... Well, yeah. Well, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't see yeah. it, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, so, Petypedia... Uh, or Lube Man, as we're probably guessing. Um, yeah. 
so he obviously he hates the show and the fact that it's not accurate to kind yep. of history yes it does uh he also hates the fact that it's it's been like sensationalized and cheap so this is his commentary on that episode interestingly enough he talks about the the assault of silk specter by the comedian and blah 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 um yeah so we see an explicit sexual encounter between hooded justice and captain metropolis a choice that plays the claims made by mason and jupiter that multiple unnamed minutemen were homosexual not us so March, the creator of American Hero Story, shoots the fraught intimacy in a way meant to deliberately echo Jupiter's sexual assault in the trophy room. Their bodies reflected in Moloch's solar weapon, Moloch being that douchebag that's in the film. Yep. As the sequence reaches its climax, oh, the camera pushes in on Hood Justice's eyes. As we hear him narrate his internal drama, we see him flash on Blake's violence and his own. Once again... March demeans Jupiter by turning her trauma into one more step in Hooded Justice's hero's story, or journey, should I say. Ooh. So, again, pretty fucking cool, that. Yeah, that is cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. Petey is saying that the whole situation's fabricated between Justice and Metropolis based on rumours, and then they're using the... Uh, you know the the sexual assault that we talked about and the one that we know about as the basis for it they're replacing the sexual assault with a homosexual relationship that is fascinating that is fascinating Mm. i very much like that petypedia thank you very much i'm not giving you that credit there birthday boy yeah it's petypedia yeah i'm lube man man now no i thought we were (laughs) yeah i thought we weren't giving john the credit (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, got some good feedback this week, guys. Uh, first up, we have uh, the same thought from two different people. First of all, I'll mention Len Preston's email. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the best Len on this show. The best Len, mm-hmm. always. This podcast. Uh, I good think bad. Lady True is the comedian's daughter, whose mother was shot in the bar in Vietnam after Dr. Manhattan won the war. Either she survived or Manhattan saved her. And Elizabeth has said the same thing. She has said, a theory out there is that True is the comedian's daughter and Dr. Manhattan saved her. It kind of works, if not in tune with the graphic novel, since Dr. Manhattan was with Laurie when he had the revelation, life has value. He was Mm. detached when the comedian killed the woman with his child in Vietnam, allowing it to happen. So that's interesting. Mm. John, thoughts? on this revelation yeah yeah, really good um i was disappointed in myself that i hadn't made that connection at all but it's excellent Um, yeah it is excellent mm, um and i and i do i do think it's i think it's fact as well i i you know i hope that is revealed because that would just really i want to see more of vietnam the vietnam stuff in the film was great and the novel's great (laughs) i want to see more of it and uh Go for it. You know, I just it, it make it makes sense, and Angela's also got ties to Vietnam as well, so mm. it, it makes sense to me, and, I, and that's great. Thank you for that feedback, guys. Making mm. us think and doubt ourselves, which mm. is always important. Make us doubt ourselves. Gareth's just sitting here looking very confused. Yeah, I've got no idea. He doesn't know what's going on at the Who's moment. Who's Lady True? 
He's lost it, the boy. <laughs> Tree you. Um, Todd Bradley has this to say. He has an Ozymandias theory. Um, it's pretty obvious that every scene that Ozymandias has, there is a birthday cake with one or more candles in the last episode. So we referenced that in the... With one more candle than yep. the last episode. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. I think that the last episode will be Ozymandias finding his way back home, which I think will be the meteor thing that we saw at the start of the previous episode, which we yep. also referenced. I think the tower will be Ozymandias' big project that will bring Dr. Manhattan into the mix. What do we think? Is the device, the Millennium Clock, all actually Vite's plan? And is it to bring Manhattan back down to Earth? Yeah. I guess I can't really... Because I don't know what the motivation is, and because... All I have is a, is a why would that happen? Uh, I, mm-hmm. I can't really have an opinion on it. Um, could it happen? Yes, but I just I don't know why. So I I'll leave I it would there. say that that it would appear that the like Superman esque bit of last episode he's mm-hmm. back is he that happened in the past from from the main plot. Yeah, right? but I think the Ozymandias story is happening before we are in the current timeline mm. i agree but so i think i think it is ozymandias coming to earth in that meteor i, I yeah. i'm i'm almost certain of it i agree mm. with that then i does he do the why would he do the tower i think that's he's not doing the tower i think he's being a pretty maybe he is that statue you know maybe this ties into john's theory maybe he fell to earth and then he was like han solo put in some sort of fucking carbon state so he gets he goes through all of the trouble with this whole season gets back in like the last episode and then gets turned into a statue yeah well i hope so um one thing i've just thought of um so if if we're saying that lady true is who she is the whole vietnam thing then yeah she obviously you know respects adrian veit and obviously veit killed the comedian who killed her mum so yep of course, they would have a, a fairly decent relationship. Yes, that is true. They'd that, be pals. They would be pals. They would be pals. Mm. It's it's so interesting if it, if that true theory is is correct or true. <laughs> That's what I really like. Um, God, so many mysteries, so little time. Um, let's move on to another piece of feedback from Joseph Caruso, who was the one who praised your hooded yeah. justice JC. joke, yeah. John. So. Mm. Um, first and foremost thanks for reading the feedback last week correct no worries John needed the confidence boost <laughs> yeah he needed it so and it's his birthday so. uh, yeah mm. but enough of the flowery pleasantries let me get to it there you go um, well that. so earlier in last week's podcast and this was a very good point actually we did say we might discuss who might be playing Dr. Manhattan this season mm. uh, we never got back to it yeah um, he's curious I thought- to who we think it might be yeah um so, I mean, this is madness, to be honest. Um, and I was also annoyed with myself for not coming back to it. So when I listened to the podcast. I was like, oh, fucking hell, didn't even come back to that. So that's it. So that's the yeah, end of this hard. episode. There's a lot going on. Um, <laughs> right. So there's rumours um, that Dr. Manhattan is going to be played by John Cena. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard this, John, yeah. and uh, it excites oh me. Oh, my God. How it excites me. John, John, you know why this excites me, though? Because he was in well, fucking we, Fred the Movie. You and I have watched a movie <laughs> <laughs> in which John Cena excelled. Bloody good, that. He's bloody good, that. What yeah. one was that? Worse than Netflix? That was yeah, worse than yeah, yeah. What one was it? Fred. Fred. Fred, Fred which is a shocker. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. Yeah. Never Listen watch to it. the podcast. Uh-huh. Don't watch the film. 
I hope it is John Cena. I actually think that's very interesting casting. Yeah. I actually really like Dr. Manhattan in the in the film, to be completely honest with you. Um, mm. Whoever that guy was, can't remember his name for the life of me. Um, no, CGI, for fuck sakes. Billy Crudup. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's his still... Billy still yeah, but it's still the delivery that was... I like the yes, delivery. Yes, his name is Billy Crudup. Okay, Gareth, right. calm down. Well, acknowledge that. Then. When Gareth gets something right in one of these sections, he's having a great Billy time. Crudup. Yeah, I am, but you were ignoring it, so... <laughs> Billy Crudup. I think it was Billy Crudup, John. <laughs> um, okay Mike Allen has this to say he loves the pod started listening with Westworld which will be returning for season 3 and we will be returning for that John is the host of that one uh, and he's always pumped with our when our reviews match up to his watch list he's absolutely loving the Watchmen series so far he was a Shonley like Gaz uh, but he recently read the graphic novel a couple of weeks ago well and now has a great appreciation for the movie yeah. he does have a few predictions and theories and I will quickly bullet point them Ozymandias will get off Mars at the end of episode seven. So that one's off wrong. Of it. That one's wrong. <laughs> but that's not, you know, we all thought it was Mars as well. He's already so. off Mars. So. Yeah. But yeah. Him. All right. Take his point. So his point. get off Titan or. To get off Titan by the end of episode seven. Fucking yeah. hell. What's Mars going to think? Uh, will. <laughs> uh, will didn't kill Judd, but he strung him up. Yeah. I don't. I, I was thinking this as well. I think it's mm. almost, it's almost too obvious. Yeah. Maybe. unobvious for Will to kill Judd. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I do like that. I hadn't really thought of that, yeah. but I do. I do. Oh, like yeah. That, Mike. I mean, Good, Mike. if um, you think about if you think about his wording, he's very yeah. matter of fact. I'm the one that strung up your yeah. chief of police. Yeah. You didn't go, yeah. yeah I and killed him beforehand. Like, go well. look at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it matches the stuff that he said before, like go look in the closet, and I have friends in high places. Mm. Very literal. matter of fact. <laughs> he's very literal. He's very mm. very literal. Um, he says, I don't think the Seventh Cavalry has as much of a, of a role as initially thought. Uh, haven't been present since the first episode, really. And although we did see them this episode, I think they are just pawns, pawns. in the game. Mm. They're so, not, yeah, they're not, they're not the main event. Yeah. And even Judd and Keen at this point, I'm thinking are, are pawns in True's game. Bian means secretive in Vietnamese. Mm. So we didn't mention last week, but I believe that's referencing the daughter of Lady True. We didn't yeah. have time to mention her last <coughs> her week. Her name is Bian. Yeah. So her name's mm. Bian. Um, well, so don't tell everyone. If that means secretive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, he says probably a clone of Lady True or maybe even a clone of her mother. She had superpowers. Mm. There is something going peculiar. on there. Yeah, something going on there. Yeah. But I don't know if secretive translates to clone. Yeah. I would have thought that there would be a, like, you know, maybe if it was the Vietnamese word for similar. Mm. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. copy. If it, um, you know, if if she was a clone, would she be able to use the um the pills to then remember stuff or would she remember fuck? Yeah, up? good question. Maybe that's why she's taking the pills and that's why she's having those dreams. You know? Where she said she came to her mother and said, "I saw this, I saw that." But yeah. then she said, "She she said like I was walking for ages," and then she goes, "Like my feet hurt." Yeah. So I yeah. think that was the twist was that she was actually experiencing. Yeah, I think the pills might make you do that. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. These we you don't know enough about the sense of it. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to see Angela's visions next week, and maybe that will tie into Bian a bit more. But good point, and sorry we didn't mention it last week. He says, "Thank you for giving me a laugh uh, along with your insights. Keep doing what you're doing." So we will. We yeah. will keep doing what we're doing. Cheers. Um, and Timothy's apologised for, uh, you know, having a go at me for getting the song no, wrong. No, don't, don't apologise, Tim. You were absolutely right yeah, too. Yeah, I did say he was absolutely I right said, too. So I said, I if anything, I thought it was funny. Well, and I did. Yeah. So, yeah, so apology accepted. No need. <laughs> but he also says he, lo- 
He says, keep up the good work. Five blueberries all round. I can't wait for next week's episode. Well, so that's Easy a review in a way. Coming now. It's nice. Yeah. That's huh? a nice positive Coined. review, that one. Yeah. Well. So um, that's it for this week. And I want to thank John for joining us on his birthday. Yeah, mm. that's really yeah. good. That is really good from you. Mm. But I guess you've got to the point now in your life where they're just another day, really, aren't they? Not really special anymore, are they, mate? No, so. they're not. No. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As I said, we are the Fan Critical Podcast Network. If you're listening on the Watchman Watchers channel, please do subscribe and review. If not, and you're listening on the Fan Critical channel, subscribe and review to that. And if you're on either <laughs> of the other ones, search the other one and subscribe to it, okay? Patreon.com mm. forward slash Fan Critical. John's birthday. He is begging for bucks. Go on there. Well, I'm not Well, I'm not begging. I'm not begging. Go on, beg. He's begging. Beg. He literally sent us a message going, if people don't Patreon after this, <laughs> I'm just going to give up. <laughs> It's pathetic in a way. Yeah. He wants the dollars, okay? So patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Mm. You know, check it out. Well, I'm sick of this. Like, you promised me money doing this, and we're almost 200 <laughs> podcasts in, and I've seen nothing apart from the money to cover the cost of doing this. It's mental. Yeah. But anyway. 200. I didn't even thought of that. Maybe <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, happy, mate. Happy birthday. <laughs> Get that out of your system. Uh, Gareth, thank you for coming over and watching it with me and eating chicken with me. That is an absolute pleasure, mate. Anytime. Yeah, no worries. Just, no worries. Yeah. And uh, thank you, guys. We'll be back next week and we will be watching The Watchmen. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.